Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. As predicted, we're back. We're recording this right after the big win over Baylor. Um, first time we've really got to do one of these this season, so that's pretty exciting. So we'll jump in and kind of dissect that a little bit. Um, so like I just mentioned, Duke just beat Baylor 78-70 in the Garden. Um, nice little dub there. So, uh, fellas, we, we kind of talked about some of the keys to the game or what we thought would have to happen for Duke to win this game. Um not sure how right we were with that rule. I think you were saying we needed to win the three-point battle. We didn't really quite do nope. that. I said we needed to limit flips post touches and you know, maybe him going five of fourteen and uh Misi getting five blocks suggests that, that probably didn't quite happen the way we wanted it to either. Um shout out to Shu. He did talk about winning the, you know, on the defensive rebounding a little bit. We still gave up eleven, but I thought we kind of contested and held our own down the stretch, especially Ryan Young. And we'll yep. talk about Ryan yes. kind of um he'll get his own little segment here um but let's just kind of start and go through this a little bit um Shu, i'm going to toss this to you coming into this game baylor has some like big time guard play i mean you got ray j dennis you got the freshman jacoby walter um none is a guy who probably can play a lot better than he played tonight yet it looked like duke even without proctor like our backcourt just won this game i mean the guards i thought were great all the way through for the most part um, talk to me a little bit about what you saw from McCain, Roach, Foster, and Blakes. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guys, they finally feel like they got their sea legs under them, the, the freshmen at least. Uh, Jared and, and Caleb, we've been talking about can they both play good at the same yeah. time, and I thought this was a game that they did. Uh, we obviously, we started with both of them. Uh, they joined Roach, uh, Mitchell, and, and Flip to round out the starting five, so... Uh, just seeing them play with poise, we knew it was going to be a physical game. And you could tell, I mean, the first half, it was rough. Like, it was a damn near a, a football game in the first half. Yeah. Um, a lot of bumping. And, and, and look, the refs, they didn't call it. I think they were only like, what did we finish with? Three fouls in the first half, three or four. And they probably had like five. It wasn't a lot, right? First half went by quick. A lot of fouls, a lot of no calls. That's fine if that's the way we're going to do it. But the uh, the freshmen just, yeah. Throughout the night, and especially at the start, McCain was incredible. Foster in the second half. So uh, Blake's got like 10 minutes come in, that high-energy guy. So I liked what I saw out of those guys. And, of course, Jeremy has been on a heater 
you know, yeah. for the last five games. And he's, he's kind of like we talked about in preseason, the closer for us. So, yeah. I mean, just McCain, Roach, and Foster have over 50 points in this game. I think they have, what, 10 assists or 8 assists together with about 4 turnovers. Um, meanwhile, Ray J. Dennis had 6 turnovers himself. Jacoby Walter has 4 turnovers. Um, I thought we were really able to kind of press them a little bit. At times, we really... I, I guess we could encapsulate the game by saying, like, the first 10 minutes, I thought we were awesome and played great. And then, like, the middle 20, we kind of lost ourselves. Baylor went on this, like, 32-16 to 16 run after we go up 10. And then the final 10 minutes or so, we're back to just, like, really playing great again. Um, shouts to Jeremy Roach, man. What a lifesaver. Like, yeah. we, we talked about it over the... Like, I kind of downplayed it. I think we all kind of downplayed it a little bit. Um... This kid has just saved us, dude. Like he just over and over his ability to get into the to the paint, the ability to finish. Um, you know, I know Brian kind of quoted his stats, but it's like if you watch freshman year roach, sophomore year roach, and then to see his ability to finish and like how crafty he is around the rim now, um, just just big time. And this is all without Proctor, right? Like, so we don't even know kind of where this goes from here. Um, McCain with another 21 point game. Foster's a bit quiet but i thought this game i think last time out i was saying i thought he might would be a bit more aggressive he only takes nine shots here but like when he was doing it like there were moments where he was just driving and just getting to the rim getting whatever he wanted um he only has two assists but she we were watching it live so i i thought he played a really good kind of game just managing the game um didn't try to force anything had a few nice looks a few of those maybe some hockey assists that led to it or something um, I don't know, man. I, I've been really impressed by Foster in our two biggest games and these two big neutral courts against MSG and then again here against Baylor. Maybe this kid just loves the lights. Yeah, I mean, that second half, like I was talking about earlier, he just kind of got really aggressive with taking the ball to the rim, got, you know, got, I think he got in the paint, got, got a, got a shoulder around a couple guys and was able to just, you know, get downhill and get to the basket um, and, and finish well. Had a couple pull-ups. I think he might have missed one or two. But, I mean, overall, just like you said, just played within himself and played well tonight. And Again, in the Arizona game, two of our biggest games, he showed up. So if we, we can continue to see that, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is that? What is that six? That's like six really good games in a row for him. In a like, row. Yeah, just like six games, over 50% shooting in every single one of the games, um, shooting really well from three, taking care of the ball too, which has been a problem with him in previous seasons. Uh, yeah. You already mentioned that uh, Shu had talked about that on the previous pod as the key to the game. But yeah, good call on that. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, all our guards, I mean, Foster has a one-to-one assist to turnover for this game, but then you've got three-to-one for McCain, three-to-one for Roach. And the fact that, uh, you know, we got eight steals on them is a, uh, yeah. is a big difference there. Yeah, and we only had eight turnovers. We had as many yep. steals as we had turnovers. Yep. So yep. that part there was absolutely huge. In a game um, that physical to only have eight turnovers that game, Yep, in, pretty incredible. We weren't just, you know, coming across and, and walking through the lane like we've done in, you know, several games. So, yeah. Yeah, and for the most part, I thought we made it tough to guard us. I think the only times that we didn't, again, is you see Filipowski at 5 of 14, um, and he had some nice stuff off ball, and he had some nice stuff cutting. I think was it Foster? Maybe it was McCain that just found him for that like quick dunk, like where he's yeah. doing some dunker stop spot, um, dunker spot stuff. But when he was trying to just sit there and just back down and post up, I mean, the dude for, for Baylor just, I mean, he ends up with five blocks, 10 rebounds. I mean, 
that part is a little bit concerning. You know, it's like we really probably should just lean into the backcourt. It seems to be the strength and let maybe flip complement that a little bit or at least kind of spread that spread that out a little well, that, bit more. That's what I was hoping to see when when Flip was in a little bit of a lull scoring the ball that we still get in the ball, but maybe him look to be the facilitator there in the middle, you know, start getting some action, some movement around him, uh, cuts and kickouts and, and have him, you know, look to be a passer more than a scorer. Because yeah. Misi was tough in the paint. I mean, just... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a... Uh... Or, or if he's going to be a scorer, like get him in more... Um difficult to defend actions you know what i mean like catching the ball going downhill or something off a pick or something like that rather than uh you know these very static actions that are just really easy to defend yeah especially him and roach when him and roach are in the pick and roll and he's diving and roach finds him on like yeah the, like, quick, like the short like bounce pass there um that seems to always end yeah, that's up in good either flip to me free throws yeah or a shot at the rim um yeah, so maybe, you know, we'll continue to kind of see how the offense evolves. But again, the offense stagnates in those flip post-ups too, right? Like it just seems to stop a little bit with him. Um, and he has four assists tonight, and he, he's shown that he can pass. And he, I think it's just about getting a little bit quicker. Um, and I think it's natural to see that slow down against a team like Baylor, right? We weren't going to look quite as crisp in this kind of offense like we did against Charlotte and Hofstra playing a team might be aware, even though they are the 80th ranked defense, the athletes, the skill level is just much higher, right? It's just so much higher that it's, it's going to be harder to be able to do that. Um, but you know, either way, either way it worked out. Let's talk a little bit about, I mentioned him at the top here, just the, I mean, I think Ryan Young plays probably, what would you say? I don't see the he minutes. minutes. Yeah, he played nine. Okay. That's a little bit more than I thought. Um, his first spiel into the game was not super great, right? Like that was part of that huge Baylor run um the last what three or four minutes when he was pretty much on there the floor the whole time was great i thought flip got his fourth foul with like eight eight and some change yeah and so we came in with ryan and i i think the the one job they gave him was like just don't let me get a rebound we don't care if you get a rebound don't let me get one that's the only thing and, you know give him credit he was boxing him out and then our guards were coming in, you know, to to actually rebound. That was, that was the difference in the game. Ryan, Ryan was incredible for those, you know, five or six minute stretch. That even that play they ran, uh, the pick and roll, him and Roach, and then he's uh, driving the lane, sucks the defender down, kicks out to McCain. That might have put us up like nine. I, I thought that was like the the play of the game right there. That was the play of the game right there, yeah. right? Because he could have easily tried to go up and finish that. You got the big guy right behind you. Um, but to be able to kick it out, shouts to Jared for knocking it down. It's tough yep. to knock down that wide open one like that. NBA um, three, M- two. NBA three. Yeah, I thought that in particular was like, okay, we're winning the game, right? Yep. Like that's like, let's go home. Um, their guards had started to look kind of shook at that point, like they weren't finishing. Um, and I, even more than that, though, I think Ryan has two rebounds, but dude, he was bodying guys down there, right? Like he was putting bodies on there. Oh, yeah. Um, the two that he got were just absolutely like monumental. Grown man um, rebounds and then yeah. knock down his free throws. Yeah. The whole team for that. Right? Yeah. To shoot, to Everybody, shoot 83% yeah. from the line yeah. in a game where you're only taking 12 threes and you're only making four of them to make 24 free throws, like that's the game right there, yeah. right? Yeah, like and F- Foster goes four or four, and we yep. know that that's been a problem for him, actually, Yeah, um, hitting his free yep. throws. So that was a nice improvement. McCain goes four or four as well. Uh, Roach goes seven of eight. So between your guards, you have one total missed free throw. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
I think there's a lot of lot to be like excited about right now. I, it did look like we continued to catch Baylor instead of them. Now they played much better than they played against Michigan State. Yeah. Um, but there still was just like some kind of like you could tell they just kind of gave up a little bit, right? Um, a little cool stat since we're doing this in real time. I just saw that Duke men's basketball tweeted out. So when we played this team before, the last time we played them in 2010, it was 61-61 with three and a half minutes to go. Duke goes on an 11, 11 to one run. This year, it's 61-61 with 6.30 left to go. Duke goes on an 11-1 run. Um, that yeah, game the, finished the final at score was, yeah. yeah, basically the same, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, one point off. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, played out a little bit differently, but it, it was cool to, to kind of see that there down the stretch. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how concerned are you? I mean, obviously, we're just pumped at the minute and it's tough to be concerned about anything, but... How concerned are you about the Filipowski foul trouble? Um, because that's been a recurring theme. Um, you know, asking him to guard the rim, especially with that kind of small backcourt, just puts him in a lot of tough situations where he ends up fouling. And we've seen it in multiple games now with him picking up a third or fourth foul pretty early. And then you have almost no choice but to insert Young because, and Young did play really well tonight, but uh, right, you have almost no choice because Stewart's just out of the rotation and Reeves is too. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a legitimate concern, right? Like it's you can win a few of these like this, but at some point that's going to just bite you, you know, and you're going to drop games. Um, hell, we've we've already dropped three, you know, so it's like I think that is a big thing. I think for me, it's. I'm okay with the fouls at the rim, trying to protect the rim. We have to just stop the ball screen fouls, though. I don't care if yep. he just has to play drop or just if we're just going to give up, you know, yeah, he's uncontested out too twos. Far, in my opinion, those fouls can't happen, right? Because he's going to have to pick up some at the rim. He's just going to have to. Um, but you can't also pick up two up top. That just yeah. kills you right there. So I don't know what to do schematically really to stop that other than just have him either switch or ice or drop or whatever. Um, but if we could eliminate those, then maybe we could we could be all right. Again, Mark Mitchell, I mean, he has two fouls tonight, but that guy never fouls. How do we get him to maybe help out a little right. bit more? And I don't know. I don't know. She, what do you think? I mean, I'm with you. I think tonight, especially, you know, Flip was contesting a lot of shots and then we're giving up offensive rebounds on top of that. So, you know, you got to get Mark to start coming over and helping. If, if that's what we're playing him as the four, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I mentioned uh, after the Hofstra game that Flip comes out to hedge high there um, and nobody's tagging the roller 
And that's where you kind of need Mark to drop back and be more of a rim protector. Yeah. Yeah. And you also need Mark to, again, and I hate that we kind of keep bragging on Mark, but it's just that position, right? Like, I feel like it needs to come from that position of when he is selling out to block these shots and protect the rim, we're not getting any secondary rebounders. Like, we need at least one more guy to emerge as a seven to eight rebound a night guy. And we just, Mark has three tonight. Um, and it has to be him because you got three guards out there. So. Right, right. I mean, Jared has, um, or Foster has five, you know. Um, Jared only has two, but he's been a guy that could do that. Roach has three. So it's a little bit by committee, but if you're you not going to, you're not going to ask them to like get eight rebounds. Right, that's unreasonable. Right. Jared's not going to get a double double with rebounds every night, right? Like that's just kind of a weird thing that's happened a few times. Um, but Mark is the guy that you're looking at of like, there's really no reason he couldn't be six to eight. You know, I think Winslow was like, what, seven or something like that. So it's like, you know, um, that would be a big help, too, because when Flip flies out to contest, we're giving up. No one's yeah. no one's body. No home. one's showing yeah. up as a secondary rebounder. Um, the other thing is if Flip gets in foul trouble, I don't want him. The problem is then you get that kind of Mason Plumley senior year Matador defense yep. where Kay basically told him to stay in the game no matter what and just avoid fouls. So he'd get his third foul and he just wouldn't contest anything. Anything at all. Yeah. And that's not helpful, you know. Yeah. That's a cue the Baylor 32-16 run, right? right. <laughs> it started when he went out, but it continued when he came back in. I mean, he comes right back in the game and I think it was um what he gives up the end one turns the ball over or or gets like gets his stuff blocked and then comes back down and they get the offensive put back it's like you know that's uh you know all the all the all the folks that wanted that portal big man are probably just sell you know (laughs) pitchforks right now are out you know i mean and i hear you um but i think it's still it it, there's no reason mark shouldn't be able to be that guy you know i I don't understand why he would be able to be that guy um and would the guards be playing as much would we be be playing all three guards or four really when uh proctor gets back uh right as much if we had that second big man right and if we finish if we if we can fix the offense enough when you insert proctor then maybe we just kind of small ball teams to death if we can you know and we just really spread things out a little bit um at this point i might would even try out jalen blakes a little bit and be like hey man you think you can go get six rebounds tonight seven boards for yeah. us why not you know he'll do it he punked their center tonight dude they <laughs> they, they, they switch got the switch they wanted with blakes on the post against their center and he just bullied him it was like nah bro like <laughs> no you know so it's like why not give him a shot um he's got five fouls to give so yep. see what happens um tj i don't really know if he can be much of a rebounder or whatever. Maybe the strength just doesn't, the strength and the positioning don't seem to be quite there yet. Um, the role is not solidified enough probably either to really consistently get that from him. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think all in all, um, I saw a lot on Twitter about this, but like I was of the opinion, and I think maybe y'all were too, that to me, I was kind of happy when I heard that Tyrese wasn't playing only because it was like, I didn't want him playing unless he's been practicing these eight days yeah. and we just haven't yeah. heard about it. But if yeah. he hasn't been practicing and it's like, I didn't want to hear him come in, Duke lose by 10 or 15. It's like, you know, Proctor really wanted to give it a go. He hasn't practiced. He's been with the team, but we wanted to put him out there. And we just threw off what we have. Um, yeah. Maybe that's something we talk about right quick before we get out of here is what does happen when Proctor comes back now? Like, how do you see roles shifting again? Does this really help us? Or now are we back into trying to kind of figure out how to play together again? Um, 
I mean, do you just move Foster back to the bench and just say, hey, appreciate it, like continue to do what you're doing, just coming off the bench? Do you think if that happens, he's still like solidified at 20 to 25 minutes in that role? Like, I, I don't know. What, what are y'all seeing from that? Shoot, I'll go to you first. I mean, I think he's proved that he can handle the ball and, you know, at least be a facilitator. What great game. tonight, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he did it the whole night, even with them pressing. Um, so... I think he's going to probably, yeah, simplest thing is probably for him to move back to the bench, but um, still get his minutes. I mean, he's still worth, you know, like you said, 20 to 25 minutes a night. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly in the top six no matter what, right? Um, yeah. So, but uh, but you're not going to, like, bring Proctor off the bench. I don't really think that makes sense. Um, and Proctor can give us some perimeter defense that you know Foster and McCain and Roach aren't really giving us. Um, not that they've been terrible defensively, just that you know Proctor's clearly, besides Blake's, who doesn't play major minutes, he's clearly our best perimeter defender. So he's important just in that regard. But you're right that the offense has been working better for whatever reason without him. But I wonder if that's just tweaks that were going to happen anyway. Yeah, and maybe we were just asking Tyrese at the beginning of the season to just carry a little bit too much in terms yeah. of like initiation and creation. Um, and I think he's fine to play like off ball a little bit more too. He's really comfortable doing that. Yep. So I think that could work um, of just bringing him back and saying, you got the same role. We're just going to do a few more, a few different things, have you off ball a little bit. Um, I think load him up on the left side a little bit where he shoots the ball so well over there. Um, some stuff like that. And I think he would kind of graciously accept that. What about, and I'm not saying start this lineup, but I wouldn't mind seeing maybe our most used lineup or maybe our best lineup at some point just be something like Proctor, Roach, McCain, Foster, Flip, and just kind of just really go with it and see what see what Foster can do driving the ball in that lineup with that type of spacing, right? Like maybe see what Roach could do in that type of spacing. Um, especially if McCain's going to shoot it like this and you put him out there. Now teams are forced to like, he's got to be tagged at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have because you're not going to fix the, the rim protection. You're not going to fix having, you know, all of a sudden you find this guy that's just going to come in and be able to anchor a defense. I, I don't think that's, going to be how we're going to figure this out it's going to be somewhere else um i don't know worth a shot i mean Why ultimately not? we said at the beginning of the season that we thought we would have the best backcourt in the nation and i think that's it's sort of trending in that direction at least i mean when you talk about having four guys who can all shoot and can all play major minutes and can all handle the ball and then you have blakes as your backup yeah like that's our strength clearly i i think if we lean more into the guard play and less into Filipowski iso ball, we'll be a better team for it. Yeah, I agree. Not um, that not that Flip shouldn't still get 15 shots a game. Just, just that it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just getting them differently. Um, and I love that, like we said, all five starters tonight in double figures. Um, just being able to move the ball and get things, you know, get things going. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about this. I mean, shoot, do you have anything else that you want to toss in other than to me? It was just as a big win. Um, I will say, too, that I thought um, I thought John was great tonight. I thought he was great early and had us prepared and like ready to execute. And we're running some good stuff. We get punched in the face a little bit. Right. The physicality really picked up. They weren't calling fouls for a stretch there. Um, and then again, in the second half, 
he goes into his bag again and he starts kind of loading up the opposite side. And instead of going to that flip, pick and roll a little bit, he brings Foster onto the ball and really kind of lets him start to get going. Um, I thought it was great for him. And I thought the defensive switching a little bit and, and getting them to kind of like try to get into that middle, that no middle. And then they just were missing everything. Like we had their guards pretty much shook there for a little while, despite not having a rim protector. Um, so yeah, I'll give, give a little shout out to shout out to coach on that. Any other, any other things that we missed or anything to highlight? I mean, shout out to Ryan held it down, yeah. held down the fort for sure. I thought that was, you know, kind of the biggest stretch for us there. Yeah, yeah, not not much talking or not much um, noise from the bench. Just looking at the box score, but there were moments in the game that I thought Ryan and Jalen really, really gave us good stuff. Um, you know, uh, to use a Coach Kism, right? Like the verve was just really, really strong with those two. So um, you'd, you'd like to probably get a little bit more from your bench, but you know, in a game like this, I think you just kind of you walk away happy with the win and, and see what happens. And that'll improve once Proctor gets back because you, yeah. you have to push somebody to the bench, right? And let's say it's yeah. Foster, then you're not going only seven deep. You're hopefully going eight deep because hopefully Ryan and Blake's at least can still kind of chip in here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and, and shout outs to Jerem, 40 minutes. I mean, yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. That's a tough game. And, and we went to him a lot because honestly, there for, for a stretch, like when they kind of ratcheted up the defense, he was the only one that I really trusted. Yeah, to, to do anything, um, and he responded. And you know the thing I love—he he loves to talk that shit, boy. And not he backed it up. So yeah, yeah. Jared was yapping a little bit too. Jared, I, I yeah, saw, I saw he made that three over there. And was uh, was talking to him a little bit. So I mean, if um, if Roach keeps playing like this, he could win uh, ACC Player of the Year. Yeah, like, he's, a, he's ahead of Flip at this point. To my yeah. mind, yeah, he's got to be right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a guy down Davis, the obviously, yeah. That's, having a pretty pretty nice shooting season yeah, for himself. That's fair. That's fair. Um but Roach has got to be first in the first team, at least right. second team like minimum, right? Like Yeah, yeah I totally. would think so right now for sure. Yeah. Um the only other thing to add would just be how important a win this is for changing the prospects of the season. Yeah. You know, if you lose this then you have no quality wins besides maybe Michigan State if they get it together. Um and you're heading into an ACC that's weak where you might only have like five quad one opportunities and you've already got four losses at that point too. And things are just looking a little bleak for the seeding at least, you know, you mm -hmm. still probably make the tournament if you go like, you know, 13 and seven in the ACC or whatever, but you still put yourself in a very tough position where you have all these like must win games at that point. So having gone, you know, I think we all said we'd be, happy we'd obviously would have preferred three and one but having gone two and two over the non-conference slate it's okay it's fine yeah 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 i think it's really you would you would have liked to have won that georgia tech game right after yeah. losing to arkansas you would have liked to have taken that but that's um, with the proctor injury that's just you know yeah you take that i think if you look at one and we've said this a few times on our, if you look at just one you like to go back and get the arizona game yeah. you're up two at home you're up one or something you know at home one stop probably seals it for you. You give it the M1, you blow the game. Um, you know, if you go back and you'd, you'd like to get that one. But yeah, this one was huge for that, for seeding purposes. You got to think Baylor's going to kind of figure things out a little bit, right? Like they're not just going to hopefully just keep dropping games. Um, they got some pretty winnable games coming up on their schedule here before they really get into it. So 
um i would expect them to to get back right as well but uh yeah i think the only thing else other than this that we'll 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 say here is the offense jumped up to seventh defense is sitting at 27th right now so um there were times when the defense looked pretty rough tonight but overall to hold that offense to what was it 70 points you, yep. you take that right you take that um i think so. what we want ideally is like a top five 25 split if that makes yep. sense yeah if we can get there i'll feel good yeah yeah to me that yeah that would be fifth top five offense top 25 defense you i mean seven and 27 i'm okay right like you're, you're probably okay right there um but you'd like to kind of see both of those kind of creep in the right directions for you here so um either way yeah big win big win and uh get a few days off now to kind of at least enjoy it right like it's nice to go into the christmas break with yeah, the big job um Take get a the nice sale and in the Christmas yeah. with us. Yeah. You, you get what should be kind of a nice little chill game on what I think that's New Year's Eve is when we play again. Um, we play Queens. When's that? Is that New Year's Eve? When is that? Anyone see the schedule? Uh, it's on the, the 30th? 30th, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, a few days off to not going to quite New Year's Eve Eve, I guess, if is what it yep. is. But we get uh, a Q's coming to town on the second, which I'm going Q's to after that. Yeah, um, I would maybe I would like to see Proctor play against Queens, and this is kind of dumb. People are probably like, "Well, why? You could just rest into." I'd like to at least get the rust off a little yeah. bit, right, yeah. before yeah, yeah. you jump right into rest. Syracuse. Um, because once that happens, once the new year hits, it's go time. Yeah, right. Like it's full blown conference slate. Um, it's time to it's time to really get things moving here. So. Um, you know, if everyone have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, if you're celebrating, stay safe out there. Uh, we'll probably take a, a few days off here to kind of celebrate as well. Um, I would anticipate we'll probably jump back in maybe right before Queens or certainly right after to kind of dissect and see what's happening. But, uh, yeah, big win, big dub. Um, you know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe. You can find us in all the usual places. You can email us at the devilstonpod at gmo.com. You can find us on X slash Twitter at devilstenpod247. You can find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. Um, bundle up, Duke Vans, keep the faces strong in the verify. Go to Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.